You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. It's go time. Football season is on us. Uh, This will be my last podcast until we're talking about it for real. Getting excited about football. Football's coming this Thursday. Uh, So it's it's on, everybody. Hopefully you guys have done all your fantasy drafts. Uh, I'm in two leagues this year. And the funny part is I hate fantasy football. Uh, I'm in two leagues and I'm going to make a prediction I will get slaughtered in both of them. I suck at fantasy football. I just don't care enough, so... Good luck with everybody out there in their, in their fantasy leagues. Now, if you listen to my In the Trenches podcast, and if you like what I say football-wise, uh, starting this Saturday on The Bone 102.5, I'll be, I have a football show coming up at noon. So it'll be at noon, from noon to 2 o'clock. It'll be called The Football Show. It's sponsored by Bud Light. And we'll be doing uh, shows on location. This week we'll be at uh, Sea Dog Brewing, uh, Clearwater Beach. My boy Heavy Lyrics is going to be with me talking a little football. We're going to have Martin Grammatica, former Buccaneer great, sitting with me. So it'll be fun. Uh, get back into talking football. But this is where I get it out here in my In the Trenches podcast. Now, if you listen to this podcast religiously, you've heard what I said about the Buccaneers and what I think's about to unfold with the Buccaneers. And if you're a Buccaneer fan, you probably don't love what I've been saying. Okay? And I like to preface that by saying, I'm a Buccaneer fan. If you've listened to the podcast through the years, you've heard the optimistic Ian, sometimes overly optimistic because I know what it looks like. You, you haven't heard that here as of late, okay? Because the optimistic Ian is also the realistic Ian, all right? The realistic Ian understands that we're paying for the Super Bowls that we that we were part of, okay? Or very close to being part of. The whole Tom Brady experience was an experience. And God bless, we'll never take that away. But when you do things like that, go out on the limb and allow a a player to go out and go get his guys and bring in some cash from off the street, and you you put stress on that salary cap, and the salary cap was was tight and ready, ready to explode. Now Tom leaves, we got dead money on the cap. You gotta get rid of some players because of money. Those are just not equations for success. So that's, you know, this is not pessimism. This is realism. But the real, Deion Sanders, by the way, and nothing hurts my feelings more than two weeks ago, me hearing the over-under in Colorado was three and a half games, and I said, find me a gosh darn bookie. And I should have went to my bookie. But I should have found a bookie and put money on three and a half is the over for Colorado, who just beat TCU, by the way. There's no way Deion Sanders doesn't win six games. There's no way. Okay, so that 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 hurts my feelings a little bit. But he says some things that I that resonate with me. Okay, everybody's talking about chemistry and you know winning attitudes, and he's like, "That's great. You need good football players to win." Okay, that's the long and short of it. If you're playing against Justin Jefferson, as the Buccaneers are going to do in, in Week One, you better have someone you can cover him. You better have someone you can rush the passer or else they're going to crucify you. That's the long and short of it. So chemistry is great, but you have to have good football players. And the Bucks have some good football players sprinkled in amidst not the turmoil, but the questions. There's a lot of questions on this team. And if I asked a regular Buccaneer fan, what do you think about this year? Try it. 
Ask yourself, what do you think the Bucks can do this year? Watch what comes out of your mouth. Watch how many times the word if comes out. If is not a great word for success. It's just not. We know that. If Baker Mayfield plays like he did four years ago. If Joe Tryon Schwanker starts to rush the passer. If the offensive line comes around. If we develop a running game. If we get something from our, our, our tight ends. If Mike Evans doesn't look old this year. If Shaq Barrett comes back from an Achilles and a, a catastrophe in the offseason. It's a lot of... If Devin White shows he's a team player and puts all that crap behind him. There's a lot of ifs there, people. If Todd Bowles shows he's a head coach. If Canales is a good play caller. That's a lot of ifs, people, okay? Ifs. Two or three ifs is a lot. That was a lot of ifs. So, I'm just saying, buckle up. It could be it could be a bumpy one, seriously. We do have some legitimate football players, though. I'm going to make some predictions. Chris... I think Chris Godwin has a big year. I'm a, I'm a big Chris Godwin fan. Last year, he played a little bit better towards the back end of that season. I thought he was more of a go-to than Mike Evans. I predict Chris Godwin has a nice season. I don't know how much we're going to get from a tight end. As far as play, I think Kate Otten's play is going to get better. But you know, if he get if he improves 25%, we still don't have a middle-of-the-road tight end. So he has, he has a lot of improving to do. But if you look around, Mike Evans is Mike Evans, okay? I, I just go back and listen to the – I don't know if I was doing a podcast when Derek Brooks – at the end of Derek Brooks' uh, career, probably not. But at the end of Derek Brooks' career, I was on the radio. And I, I had to say, listen, Derek's not the same player he was. Sometimes you have to say that, people. Is Mike Evans the best wide receiver to ever put on a bucket in uniform? Unequivocally. It's not even close. I don't even know who number two is. Who's number two? I don't know who it is. I don't know who it was before Mike Evans, but it's clearly Mike Evans. But the, the amount of love that we have for Mike Evans doesn't mean he's going to go out there and 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 just go off this year. Because in 17 weeks, 1,000 yards receiving is a good season now. It's not fantastic. He's going to struggle to get 1,000 yards, okay? So that puts him a middle-of-the-road guy. If I talked about fantasy earlier. How many Buccaneers got picked high in your fantasy draft? I didn't hear a Buccaneer. I, I don't even remember the first time. I think Chris Godwin might have been the first one, and I picked him. That's the first Buccaneer that got picked. So there's just, there's just not a lot of excitement on the, on, on the offensive side, unfortunately. And there's just a lot of unknowns, okay? Tristan Wurst, to me, to go through a training camp and move from right to left and mean other than out of his mouth, hearing he wasn't quite comfortable because I know how great Christian Wurst is. And for him to be, if he falls off 25% at left tackle, he's still a great left tackle. Tristan Wurst is just not the one I'm going to worry about, okay? As a better, you demand perfection and my bookie delivers. For someone who likes to gamble, love to gamble, you want to do it legally and you have to do it with my bookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash out system gives you options to bet and win all season long. The first two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early, and use the funds on another bet. 
or let it ride for a chance of a big payday or bigger payday. Join the MyBookie family for an entire season filled with odds, boosts, free bets, and super contests. This is how you get started. Go to MyBookie.ag now and register for an account free. That's absolutely free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code in the trenches. That's in the trenches. And to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's on us. We're giving you that love. That's promo code in the trenches to claim your deposit bonus and for a limited time, a free chip to use in my bookies casino. So that's something you'll take advantage of. You can beat anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. Vita Vea is a player that me and Warren Sapp went back and forth when he got drafted. Uh, I know Warren personally, obviously I played with him. We were on the phone. He says, I, I hate the draft pick. And I go, why? The kid, you know, stops the run, blah, blah, blah. And Warren goes, and this, and he, this is Warren's words. He won't be able to stay healthy that size in, in that heat. That's what he said to me. He won't be able to stay healthy in that heat. I, I haven't looked, but I'm almost sure Rita Vey has not played a 16-game or 17-game season yet. I'm almost sure. And the, probably the average, he probably averages missing six games a, a year. That's a lot of that's a lot of games to miss without Vita Vea. It really is, okay? And we don't have Nunez Roches to throw in there anymore this year when Vita Vea goes down, so that might be a situation. So let's keep our eye on Vita Vea first and foremost to stay healthy throughout the season. And I want to see him elevate his game a little bit. Listen, just because you led a team in sacks with I think five and a half sacks, that ain't nothing. That ain't five and a half sacks in a seventeen game season. That can't be it, people. That cannot be it, all right? Devin White. Devin White is is an anomaly for me. Um, he reminds me a little bit of Quan Alexander when Quan was here. A lot of splash plays, explosive, finds himself out of position at times. Whatever was happening with Devin White last year, um, let's hope it's over. Now, I'm not on Devin White's side when you're belly aching about money after a season that you didn't have a great season last year. I don't give a shit what you say. When I pick out a couple plays and you're not even loafing, you're not trying, your teammates are watching that. You got a C on your chest. You got number 99 I talked about a little earlier, Warren Sapp, talk about check the C. You don't want Hall of Fame Buccaneers checking you and your, and your mentality. That's not that's not a good sign, okay? And you could be a, you could be butt hurt all you want, Devin, but there was every right. Warren had every right to come at Devin White for what that crap happened last year. I don't know what was happening when I watched him play. I watched it over and over because a lot of times civilians or average people would say, "Oh my God, he was loafing," and I'd be like, "No, no, this is this happened and this could happen. He could be looking at this." There was no excuse for what I saw last year. He just quit. He was quitting on the field, whether it's mental, physical, emotional, it doesn't matter. If you're on the field and you're not playing well, you're hurting your football team. If you're if you're 40% at health and you're on a football field and you're getting your ass kicked, you're still hurting your football team. You got to come off. So Devin White, if you think that the Buccaneers are going to re-sign Devin White, you don't know much about football because they're not going to. I'm just telling you. Billionaires hate to be told shit. They really do. And for Devin to try to hold them, you know, over the fire and go, you got to. Billionaires hate that. Billionaires hate that. 
And Devin better watch out towards the end of the season. If the Buccaneers aren't going well and you open your darn mouth, you better watch out what could come. Remember I, remember, remember I said that. Antoine Winfield Jr. should and could be ready to take that next step into the elite safeties in the NFL. Okay? The next two names I have are both defensive backs. Um, a corner, Jamel Dean as a corner. Jamel Dean can only be as good as his pass rush. Let's get that straight, okay? Jamel Dean has the ability, but if he doesn't have a pass rush, he's going to get ate up this year, just along with all the other Buccaneer defensive backs. That's the way it works. Donnie Abraham, an old Buccaneer defensive back who I played with, at the end of his career when he went to the Jets, when he came back and I talked to him, I go, hey, what was it, what was it like over there? He goes, boy, playing without a pass rush is a son of a bitch. Because if you're playing with the Buccaneers back in the day with Warren Sapp and Simeon Rice and you know Marcus Jones and Chidi Ahanatu and all those guys, and you got your quarterback has two and a half seconds, no receivers making two three moves. It's not happening. You get hit in the face. Quarterbacks get hit in the face. So the success of Jamel Dean is going to really fall on on the pass rush. Now Antoine Winfield Jr. at safety has the ability to do some things for himself. And I think it's time for him to take that take that step. And just like Vita Vea, to me, um, Antoine Winfield Jr. has a lot to do um, with his health. I've, I, I, that's what football is about. People say, oh, how hard was football? You know, football was tough to play physically, mentally, the whole thing. But being healthy is the hardest thing to do in football. It's the hardest thing to do, I'm telling you. Playing it's hard. I'm not going to say it's not. But staying healthy enough to play is very, very hard. So looking at this Buccaneer team, it, it's just, it's not built to win this year, everybody. That's not me trying to be an asshole if you're a Buccaneer. It's, it's not built to win, okay? You're hearing some people going, oh, the Bucks are better with Baker Mayfield. You can keep on saying that. That's fine. And I hear other another faction of Buccaneer fans talking about tanking for Caleb, Okay. Let me say this about tanking for Caleb. Has anybody ever tanked for anybody and it worked? When was it? When was it to where you had a crappy team and you brought on a quarterback and it almost worked immediately? It's barely never worked in, in, in the history of the NFL, really. Uh, the, I'm, I'm thinking of the top of my head, the Colts, okay, when they brought in um, Peyton Manning, and he's a Hall of Famer. The Colts, when they brought in Andrew Luck, that was a, a technicality because Peyton Manning got hurt. So he that wasn't a bad football team. So Andrew Luck inherited a pretty good football team that had a bad year because Peyton Manning went down. John Elway took a while. Dan Marino came on a team, and they but they weren't terrible. And, they, and he wasn't the first pick of the draft. You know what I'm saying? To be the first pick of the draft or the fourth pick of the draft, and you're going, that's going to save our team. It doesn't happen very often. I'm just telling you it doesn't. So... To sit back and throw games for Caleb Williams. If you're Todd Bowles, you gonna tell Todd Bowles to throw games? That's his ass. That's his ass. So I hope the hell that doesn't happen. I hope the hell it never happens. And it happened in Miami with Flores. It happened. And it came out and it was not it's not pretty. So for your owners to be saying throwing games, I hope that doesn't happen here in Tampa Tampa Land, but I'm telling you what happens. I was part of it in Philadelphia one year where we threw the last game of the season against the Giants. That would have been my last year in Philip, my last game in Philadelphia. We played the Giants. If the if the Eagles win, we're both out of the playoffs. If the Eagles win, they get the 10th pick of the draft. 
if the Eagles lose, they get the second pick of the draft. I'm on the field. We're playing against the Giants. We're running the football, running the football. Deuce Staley has probably 100 yards in the first half. Our quarterback is Bobby Hoying. We come out in the second half flinging the football all over the field with Bobby Hoying. I'm ready to get off this damn field and go home. We're throwing the ball over the place, and I look at my offensive coordinator, my, my offensive line coach, Juan Castillo, and I go, Juan, look at me in my face and tell me we're not throwing this game. And he looked at me, and he turned and walked away. Will they admit it? No way. Now, here's the long and short of it. If they win the game, the Eagles win the game, they get the 10th pick. I don't know who that would have been. Does anybody know who the second pick was? Donovan McNabb. Did it hurt anybody throwing a game? No. No. Well, that's another example. Donovan McNabb came and turned around a pretty bad team pretty quick. Okay? But I think a lot of that had to do with Andy Reid. So throwing games for, for players, I'm not, I'm not for that. And as a Buccaneer fan, we should be sick to our stomach that we're even hearing about throwing games for quarterback. So, listen, football season is on us. I'm excited. Hopefully you're excited. Hopefully we get all this ESPN bullshit taken care of. I don't know what's going on with ESPN. I, I, you can't watch a Gators game. You, I hear we're not going to watch Monday night football. I don't even know what's going on anymore. So, I, I don't know. I guess everybody wants all the money all the time, and uh, they're just going to screw us little people. That's just the way it works. So, remember, I'll be on The Bone on Saturday from noon to 2, 102.5 The Bone. I'll have some guests on with me. I'll be at Sea Dog Brewing Saturday from noon to 2. Come and hang out if you want to come and have a brew, have some wings. Um, but then I'll be jumping back and forth on The Bone. On the Mike Calter Show, I'll be on there Wednesday. So it's football season. I'm excited. And uh, anybody wants to follow me on social media, it's Ian underscore Beckles. But uh, let's rock, man. Listen, I hope to hell... I'm sitting here on this podcast six weeks from now talking about how wrong I was about this Buccaneer team. I think that would make me feel good. I hope that happens. We will see. Everybody have a wonderful week and go Bucks. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.